Hello and welcome to the Villa Park podcast. I thought I was starting it on my own, but ghosting in at the far post was Mr. KT AVFC with his Ibiza flu, but he's made it onto the show. Mate, um, you can hear my bit of a croaky voice. I've got myself a lens sip with loads of turmeric in it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fight back, but if I have a cough in the fit, I'll put myself on mute. Um, I'm That's just going to put the lights on because I was going to say, I was going to say, you look like you're locked up in in the flu <laughs> in a dungeon or something. Like if you've been put into quarantine. I'm a bit optimistic about about the British summer coming with the lights. Yeah. how's that? <clears throat> nice one, nice one. Well, look, thank you everyone for joining us already. We got numbers watching, uh, which is great. Please don't forget, as just a bit of housekeeping, you know the drill. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Kev, this week, we passed 1,400 subscribers. Um, magical. Magical. I just wanted to share with you and, and the viewers as well um, that, obviously, you know, we do this. We love we love doing what we're doing. We absolutely love um, doing the pod. And uh, we love the comments. We lo- love that people just like hearing us speak, to be honest. But, you know, sometimes you kind of look at how you're growing and all that kind of stuff. But I just wanted to share with everyone. Last month, we got 235 new subscribers. Um, we, we had 18,100 total views. And we were watched, uh, minutes watched with 284,000 minutes that's, watched. That's fantastic. And that's just in, the, in a month, so... Absolutely incredible. I know we say this a lot as well, right? But um, genuinely, you know, we appreciate all of the support. All of, I know Manu appreciates the support as well. With a new nifty, uh, nifty haircut as nifty, well. Nifty haircut, training top on. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that beard as well. Look at that trim beard. George, I thought you had a baby. You didn't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> no comment, boys. <laughs> George, does your missus know you're looking looking as good as this at the moment? Is she seen you? She's going to have to lock you up. Oh, well, yeah, I might have to remind her after this. Yeah, you're looking, <laughs> looking trim, mate, you're looking sharp. Cheers, boys. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah, it's uh, honestly, it's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it, Kev? Just the, the, the love that we're getting and, you know, like people supporting us, people becoming members of the channel now. We've got, I think, we're seven members. So I was thinking today about our first kind of members giveaway. If we get, I think if we get to, what, 25 members, I think we'll do our first one. So, yeah, the, the 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 links at the top of the chat. So if anyone does want to become a member, it's literally just one ninety nine a month. Um, hit that hit that um link and then join and you help support us. We do the talking tactics show. We do body more bulletins. We do live shows. We want to bring more stuff coming into the summer and next season as well. So look, you you're gonna you're gonna be involved in lots of content that we that we bring in and want to have your get your say as well as members. We want your say as well on what what you want to see. So. Look, those numbers are just crazy. Like because I think you know, nearly two hundred and fifty member uh, subscribers in a month is just crazy. So I just well, want to say a big thank you to everyone. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely echo that. And it, it was only been nine or ten months now since we've had the channel full time on our own. So the growth's been super. It's all down to everyone that that contributes. You know, the members, the super chats, just the, the comments. Everything's brilliant. Also want to say, you know, anyone who's got any thoughts on any of the discussions want us to have, whether that's, you know, for talking tactics analysis, whether that's just for general, you know, Q&As for us. I know a few of the Villa pods do Q&As, but if you want us to answer any particular questions or even fire them into the chat tonight. But, you know, we're always interested to get your views on, on stuff. It's it's a super exciting time to be a Villa fan. It's a super exciting time for the, for the men, for the women. The youth teams are getting, you know, for that stage has not always been that successful lately, but it's 
what a great time for the club. You know, big links in terms of, you know, um, the hierarchy of the club in different roles. And it feels like we're being linked with every single player in the world. I mean, I'm expecting to see Zlatan, Messi and Ronaldo linked next. Exactly. Uh, honestly, it's crazy. Uh, we will come to like, I mean, every show we've done, we've done a match preview or a match review and then followed it up with with transfer rumours. So we will cover that later on um, in terms of the rumours. Um, and every day there seems to be more news. You know, we've got this al- alimony guy flying in. Apparently he could be starting before July the 1st. He's going to be potentially covering two different clubs at the time. At, at, as he's working, he might be doing some some Barcelona transfers as well as Villa transfers. As I say, we've got transfer rumours left, right and centre. Manuel Ugarte is the latest one to be linked. Um, so we'll cover some of those players. Um, you guys, again, get in the chat, see who else you want us to, to discuss tonight. And the small matter of Aston Villa versus Tottenham Hotspur on Saturday. I mean, I've billed it as the biggest game of the season. George, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'd have to agree with you, Rich. I mean, if we want to, um, we want to get out, get out of all the season. What we've all been, we, you know, we've all wanted for the last few months. When once we've gone on this run and everyone started the Europe thing, you know, this is a game we've we have to win this one. Simple, simple as that. You know, we've slipped up the last couple of games, so this is the uh, what do you call it, the, uh, the the six pointer, isn't it? You know, so we can't, we can't leave nothing out there, and we've got to get the three points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kev, I mean, we've talked about it. A few people know we work together, so we've talked about it pretty much every day for the last month. <laughs> it doesn't get much bigger, does it, than, than Tottenham Hotspur on Saturday? It, it really doesn't. And like, it feels like every single day at the moment, it's, it feels like we're on holiday and we're saying we've got to maximise maximize each day, guys, because <laughs> we'll be on that flight soon. Uh, hopefully we'll be on a flight soon with Villa. But, um, I mean, until the European dream is over... Um, every single game is crucial. You know, going back into that that winning run when we were on, when, you know, oh God, Southampton, it was getting towards the end of the game and Watkins gets a header from the Louise free kick and we keep the winning run going. You know, Everton, it was into the second half and then obviously, um, you know, we got the penalty, didn't we? Watkins scored and, you know, it's like, oh, if we can beat Everton, we should beat Everton. And then Palace and we get that own goal and every single game is just like, we're keeping it going, we're keeping it going. And then, then all of a sudden you're playing all the teams around you. We started off pretty well, you know, we got... um beat Chelsea, you know, beat Fulham, draw against Brentford and not gone so well, obviously, the last two games. But I even think if we lose this game, it's still on. And it's still on because Brighton have taken a massive hit with that defeat at Everton. And, I mean, look, it's unlikely if we lose this, but I'm just saying I don't think it's as unlikely as I thought it was the other day. There's even an outside chance I still think we could get six. If we, if we beat Spurs and beat Brighton and results go away, we could, but... If Villa really mean business now, they've had a couple of performances that haven't been quite where they should have been. This is the chance. In At home, we haven't conceded a goal in five games. We've won every game. So we're very strong at home now. And um, I'm really expecting a performance uh, on Saturday. I'm really expecting a performance to... This, this is where you can show what you're all about, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. A few comments coming in. Michael, um, <clears throat> how all, hello all. How is everyone? We're all good, mate. We're, we're just buzzing for Saturday. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, first, I have to say the professor is looking quite hot with that haircut. And my missus all of a sudden wants my ticket. Ah, oh, I get you. Emery, yes, yes, yes. Well, he was, was uh, like, was like Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, you professor, uh, George. <laughs> I'm not, I'm James, James Bond, the man with the golden guns here. Afternoon, lads. I've not been around due to work commitments, but always look forward to listening to you, lads. Thank you, mate. Not a problem. You know, we, we, we 
we send out the match previews and the, and the uh, match reviews on on podcasts as well. We're on Spotify and all them. So look, great to have you on board tonight. But much appreciated you you catching up later on. Three games to go. Let's be, get behind everyone, the men and the women, and let's enjoy the time. Absolutely. Lee says, uh, this one feels like the final thread on the Europe rope. I'm still happy, though. Uh, Michael said, guys, if you get to 100 members, I will offer you a Cadbury chocolate hamper to give to someone. Wow. Hey, mate, that would be amazing, that would be. Um, Lee says, mahusive game. Barry says, last chance saloon, Saturday must win. Duncan's in the house. Evening, Dunk. Great to have you on board, mate. Michael, let's be positive tonight. It's great to be playing for something. Um, this is our cup final, to be fair. Come on, the Villa. And uh, Weston's in the house and says, hi, all. Just got here. Lots of news around the Villa at the minute. Owners slowly putting the building blocks together to create success at the club. A bright future. 100% the building blocks, he means. Yeah, I agree. We're going to cover that a little bit later as well. Um, Lisa, and our last two have been very narrow wins. So we need to keep that as a positive, not like they've been twos and threes. Well, you just covered that, mate. You, you, we've, we've kept clean sheets, Kev, and you only need to score one goal, basically, to, to win the game. You do. Yeah, and, it, and it's happened really well, hasn't it? It's happened really well. And, and, the, and the, the point around the last two games is absolutely right. I mean, it's not like we've played Wolves, who've had a, got a really good home record under, under Lopetegui um, recently. You know, they've really tur- turned the corner. Man United haven't lost at home since Brighton on the opening day of the season, you know, and obviously Brighton have had a pretty good season. So... Anybody could lose lose those games. Anybody, I mean, literally anybody could have could have could have got Turner, maybe other than Man City. So to lose those games, and we weren't outplayed in either of the games. If anything, we probably had as much of the game, you know, particularly going into second half against United, than we did it, as the other team. And it's these fine margins, isn't it? You know, it's that it's that save uh, from Ben Wendia. It's Mings putting one over the bar. You know, look at the Man United game again. There was an, one clear off the line, and it could they could easily have been draws. They could have been 1-0 wins and they ended up being 1-0 defeats and we didn't play great against Fulham we got a win didn't play great against Brentford we got a point so sometimes that's just the way it goes I'm actually yeah. also I'm quite realistic about it because of where we come from like I mean Villa fans going mental on Twitter I know you always get it but like we haven't got a divine right to win every single game I mean I know it feels like way we were going on that run we should win every single game forever I know I predict 114 points next season so <laughs> those of you who don't know I thought we were going to win every single game I was tongue in cheek right but the way the way we were on that run I thought it was going so well but I mean isn't not expected to maybe lose to Man United you know well this is the thing this is the thing uh, yeah exactly George this is the thing mate it's like Man United beat us 1-0 they go on and lose the next two games you know, Brighton thrash Wolves. They go on and lose 5-1. They've lost to Nottingham Forest as well earlier on, like a, a couple of weeks ago, 3-1. It's not I mean, It's not like every other team is winning every single game apart from uh, you know, other than us. You know, even Newcastle, I know they're kind of well away from us, but they lost to us 3-0. They then lose to Arsenal. They've gone a good winning run. They lose to Arsenal. You know, is it a case of these two games that we've lost narrowly 1-0 means that, Law of averages says that we're going to turn that around and get a win this weekend. Yeah, well, I bloody hope so, mate. But um, say, Bowman City at the minute, and and I'd still say Arsenal look great. But mm. it is one of them seasons, isn't it? Everyone's yeah. kind of beating everyone. Like you look at the points, even at the top, it's nowhere near as high as it's been in recent years. You know, I, I don't know whether you're looking at the World Cup to blame that on, maybe for the lack of consistency in teams. But you know, you're not looking at anyone thinking, oh, that's a that's a given as a result. You know. Just got to turn up and, and, and try and win these games. It's going to be ups and downs. It's just at the minute, I think we can't really afford any more downs. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Totally agree. Michael saying the meltdown confuses him at times as well. Weston says, to be fair, Wolves are at a false position, much better than their league position shows this season. A lot like West Ham, we should have, we probably should have won or at least drawn. Um, and uh, a few transfer links there from Dunk. But yeah, I mean, I thought we played pretty well against Wolves. I, I don't, I don't think there was anything, anything too bad at all there. I thought, I thought on another day, like you said, Kev, we didn't play very well against Fulham. We beat them one 0 but I actually thought we played better against Wolves. Yeah. I think I think so. I think I think so too. And look, you know, you, like I said, you, you're going to get situations where you're going to get pipped sometimes narrowly. We've done it to like plenty of teams. You know, we're not the only team in the league. And look, for, uh, and I say something else as well. We've got um, a bit of feedback. I don't know. Is that one of you guys? A bit of feedback in the background. Oh, it's George. Oh, yeah, George. Could be George. Yeah, could be George. Um, we've got three games of the season to go. We were absolutely stinking the house out under Gerard in danger of relegation. And with three games to go, we can still mathematically. Mathematically qualify for the Champions League. Mm. Just pause for a second. We're not going to do it because we need everyone above us to lose, right? And that isn't going to happen with the run they're on. But with 35 games in a season play, we could still qualify for the Champions League mathematically. That is unbelievable. Exactly. Exactly. Um, obviously, onto the, onto the game now. So for Saturday, Emery's had his press conference and he's talked about um, the first time in. I don't know how many, probably since he's been at the club, that he's got four, a fully fit squad. Um, before we get your, like your team, Kev, I've got your predicted lineup, and obviously we'll go through that as well with George. But I mean, George, it's got to be, we've talked about the, 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 the kind of fatigue in the squad. It's, it's got to be a great position for him to be in now to have a fully fit squad to pick from. Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, definitely, mate. Um, it's been, the same sort of tired side now for a good four or five weeks. And it, I don't know, it just seems like a bit of a coincidence that they all seem to have come back fit at the same time. But, you know, hopefully it's just in time. You know, there's players that are looking tired and now there's competition again for their places. There's options from the bench. There's options from the start. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Emery is absolutely delighted to have um, sort of more of a full squad back at his disposal. Yeah, 100%, mate, 100%. And, Without drawing too much onto your predicted eleven, and I'll get everyone else's predicted elevens in uh, on the, in the comments. But Kev, you know, Carlos came on and, and had a decent little cameo for 10, uh, 15, 20 minutes. You know, he's got Matty Cash who's potentially available this weekend. Leon Bailey came on, wasn't exactly wasn't exactly great. Um, maybe maybe was marginally better than Bertrand Traore, but that's not saying a lot. Uh, Coutinho was back on the bench and I think he could play a massive part in the last three games. But like I say, just having these players available, and I haven't even mentioned Kamara there, just having these players available just makes it, you know, just adds to that buzz around the squad, bit of competition for places again. With everyone fit, we've got a decent squad. We've proven that. We've proven it with, with a fairly threadbare squad we've, we've got to this position. And without any real great additions under, under Emery, we've, we've got to this position. So I think we've, everyone back in there, you've got some options. I mean, they make the point about Bailey. Look, we've talked Bailey to death on this podcast, particularly me. Um, I, I can't wait for the time when Aston Villa have got a winger that we can rely on a little bit more because it feels like it's just been so long. Probably the days of Ashley Young back in the day, you know, when he was the last person that would regularly... Or, you know, Grealish wasn't technically an out-and-out winger, but you get my point. Because I do think for, for Bailey, Traore, they're Adoma, very... Adoma maybe in the Championship. Yeah, in the Championship, yeah. I, I honestly think out of all of them, um, with, the, with the recent ones we've had, I don't think Trezeguet and Al Ghazi would have been any worse in terms of output. I don't think they would. Mm. 
I think Al Ghazi was um, lights a shot, didn't he? And Trezor Gay had a heart of a lion. Hardest working out a lot. So I'm, I'm not saying that either of them are the options, but I'm just saying that, you know, that that's clearly an area where that it's not been great. But you're chasing a game, 15, 20 minutes to go, bringing one of them on. Trail Ray's done it twice, hasn't he? He got, uh, got two really important goals for us. Obviously, Forrest, Forrest, which it looked like was going to be the only goal of the game, and obviously the winner against Leicester. Yeah. But you're right, Coutinho, I mean, he's not the best season for us, but if he's fit, does he give us another attacking option, a bit of quality? He's been around the business end of a season before with a team. He's won, he's, you know, he's won, won the Spanish League, hasn't he? He's won, you know, I think he's won the Champions League. He's won trophies, stuff in Liverpool. So he'll be massive. Um, Carlos is the one for me, because I don't think any of us thought maybe he was going to play any part this season. He was in the squad for morale and came on, passing rounds looked good. So, yeah, I, mean, I think I think that gives you a real option, actually. I won't give too much about my team away, but um gives you an option potentially in terms of other parts of the pitch. But um we'll get on to that. Yeah, cool. Just going to go through some comments. Belgian... And Brummy Villain is in the house. Our European run is over, not being negative, but I feel like we've given up a bit, especially judging by some of the body language on Saturday. Don't think too soon, mate. Don't speak too soon. Honestly, it'll be it'll be well up, well up if we get the win on Saturday. Lee, looking at Wolves, we spent a lot of time around that 18-yard box. So just needs Unai and the team to unlock that final move. That's what it is most of the time. Uh, Villa TV, UTV, up oh, the Villa. Let's get the win on Saturday. Absolutely, mate. Uh, well, Watkins is returning to his normal self, sadly. And Rachel's put, I don't think the midfielders helped Watkins recently. George, what are your kind of thoughts on, on Ollie Watkins at the moment? Is it is it a case of a lack of sleep with a new baby? Is it a case of the midfield not helping him? Or is it just, you know, he's a, he's a bit of a streaky striker and he's going through one of his barren spells after a number of goals? Yeah, it's probably a mixture of all of them. I mean, we can't be too hard on him. I mean, look at the run he was on. It was ridiculous. You know, he's never shown that that level of consistency since he's been with us. So the chances were it was always going to stop at some point. You know, we'll see three without, three without a goal. It's hardly um, a crisis. I mean, I know it's come at not an ideal time for us. And also, I mean, if he doesn't score, we generally don't score, which is more of a concern. But, you know, you, he's a forward and he needs chances made for him. And like your man just said there, we're creating a lot on the 18-yard box. But it was all often, especially last week, the final ball didn't come. It was either over his head, over hit, knocked off the pitch. You know, Watkins obviously looked a little bit sorry for himself, but I guess that's only because he's hungry. You know, he's hit 14 goals now and he's got a chance to sort of, you know, well, he's, he, I'd imagine a few weeks ago he was probably thinking, I could maybe sneak 20 here or close to it. And that's obviously slipping away from him now. But, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. I mean, even if he doesn't score again this season, the run he's had, I think, is fantastic. And 14 goals is no um, is no mean feat in the Premier League. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, and Kev, you know, he's... he's I've, I've lost my train of thought there about Watkins. But, yeah, it, it's one of those, isn't it, where, like George said, they're 14 goals, still, still a good total. I think it's 15 and he becomes the last player since Ben Teke to get to get that number. You know, he's it's it's still he's still done pretty well, hasn't he? Yeah, I think I think Watkins for me, like the goal return has been well documented compared to, you know, I think it was um Kane and Salah, wasn't it, the last three seasons. I know Harlan's got all as much of them all of them combined in the last three seasons, you know. Uh but um he's He's been scoring goals consistently, and I back him to get at least another goal in the last three games. I, I do back him to what do I was, it. What I was going to say was actually was he he does come up trumps against some of the bigger teams. He does. And yeah. you look at like the like he's got three big games now. He's got Spurs, Liverpool, Brighton, and 
you know, like you look at his goal he scored against Arsenal. He's had he's uh, he scored goals against Tottenham before. He scored goals against Liverpool before. He's got a hat trick against Liverpool. So he is a player that that does does rise to the bigger occasion. Sometimes maybe those centre backs because they might play a bit of a higher line or they're not, you know, they they might give him a little bit more space to take a touch here or there. He can take full advantage of that. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right with the record. I, I remember him scoring an absolute banger against Brighton in a win at Villa Park, you know, cut, cutting in, smashing it in. I remember him scoring um, the winner in a game against Spurs when, is it Bergvine scored an absolute rasper? Um, yeah, it was in lockdown, wasn't it? It was like the yeah, second last game of the season, yeah. Yeah, yeah they had an own goal, didn't they? Uh, and then, um, and then um, he, yeah, he kind of cut in from a mistake on the side and scored the winner. And then obviously Liverpool, well, he didn't just, you know, get a hat-trick. We had, it, it was a 7-2 win and a hat-trick, you know, so I think, and he also scored against him in an away game. I think we lost to an Alexander-Arnold goal, but he also scored against him in an away game as well. So you're right, he's got he's got a record against him, and I do think he'll, he'll, he'll we, we've spoken about this a lot, mate. Um, I don't think those Liverpool centre-backs like playing against Watkins. He's, and I think if he's, hopefully the baby's sleeping a bit, a bit better. George, you can tell us a bit more about that with a bit of recent father. Um, and, um, he can just get back to his old self because I think if he can start to sort of throw his body weight around a little bit, we've also got unfinished business with Spurs because remember that f- when they did we lose four 0 or four one at Villa Park? Four 0 last season. And we, play we, we had so well. many chances. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I fancy us to um to kind of you know to, to show them what we're all about. Yeah. A few comments and then we'll get into talking about Spurs a little bit. So. Weston says, Carlos looked like he'd been playing all season when he came on, cool and calm on the ball and pinging it all around over the pitch. Yeah, it was a good it was a good cameo. Uh, Coutinho needs to start against Spurs because with him, at least, you know, he'll try to make things happen, says Belgium and, and Brummy Villain. That's a bit of a tough one for him to start, but I think I think having him in, in part of the squad, if you need to, yeah, you need to unlock something. I was a bit surprised he didn't come on against Wolves. Barry says, Carlos back in, contact out to right back. Um, Steve says, hey, boys, going to win on Saturday up the Villa. Let's hope so, mate. Thanks for joining in. Uh, Rachel says, I don't think Carlos will start, but will play a part of the weekend. Um, Michael replying to Belgium said, it's still all to play for. Do you want to bet against us? I know where we get that quote from. Mm-hmm. Um, should Duran get a start, even if it's in Bailey's position? I'll come to you, George, for that one. What, on Duran? Yeah. I think we talked about this every week. I'm still not quite sure what to make of him. I'm not sure anyone is because we've not seen enough. Um, not against Spurs. You can't really start him against Spurs, can no, you? No, I don't think so. There's a lot on this game, isn't there? I mean, if we were cemented in 11th or cemented in 6th and we couldn't be caught, then yeah, fair play, give him a go. But I think we've kind of got to go with what's what's been tried and tested, especially over the last few months. Yeah, yeah. I agree, mate. I agree. Um, Western sees... Carlos starting, uh, sorry, doesn't see Carlos starting, but reckons Kamara will. Uh, Alex Moreno has been getting targeted a lot recently, but when Luca Dean came on, he looks like he's never played the sports. The left back position needs to be looked for for Saturday. Um, they have targeted Moreno, Kev, haven't they? Like both Wolves. I mean, if if you checked out our talking tactics show uh, from the other day, Gareth really concentrated on that. That Wolves. I think he knows someone in in the analyst team in in uh, Wolves, and they'd, they'd said that they targeted us like on the press really early, and they cornered Moreno and stopped him from getting out. Wolves being a physical side as well, that really helped. That really helped. But when we've seen Luca Dean come on later on in games, he seemed to have, have, have done quite well. 
is it a, is it a case of swapping the roles? Is it a case of maybe starting Luca Dean and, and bringing Moreno on later on in the game for for Saturday? Yeah, I think I predicted he might start Dean. Yeah, I can't remember whether it was the Wolves game or the Man United game recently because I felt like you know Moreno playing a lot and he puts a lot lot into games and I think Dean had looked pretty good, but I think Wolves did a job did a job on us really and you got to give credit when Emery's normally the one who's out out, out tactic, tactically you know maneuvering the opposition managers and. Lopetegui's, you've said this obviously uh, in obviously the recent part of I'm out on the talking tactics one I saw. If you haven't caught it, guys, catch it up. Uh, great analysis as always. Good plug, Kev. Yeah, <laughs> thanks so much. Um, but the fact that Lopetegui's got a good record over Emery in, in back in Spain. So for, for someone to work it out, and that is, it's been our main threat. It's been a real, a real main threat, hasn't it? So, um, but I do think it's different away from home than it is at home. I think at home, like, you know, I think there'll be, We'll probably have more of the ball, and therefore I think that he'll he'll come into into his own a bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the, the point about Dean is, is a good one. I think he's been better when he's come on lately. But does it do it either of our fullback positions give us huge amounts of confidence with the quality and the depth? Maybe not. Yeah. It's more functional, isn't it? Really, Other, Moreno's been the been the bright spark, isn't he? In terms of what he's done. Yeah, yeah. Mark's in the house. Evening, all. Sorry, I'm late. Don't worry, mate. Good to have you on board. Um, so talk about Tottenham. Uh, um, I think there's only really two players that we can we could talk about, George. To be fair, and they're the ones that always do well against Villa. Yeah, I'll say I'm, without even guessing, I, I'm sure you're all about um, Kane and Son. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny Tottenham. It's a funny side, especially this year. I don't get it. I mean, they're full of good attacking players, or what I've always thought, and they've always played nice attacking football. But for some reason, they've just sort of gone. I don't know whether Mourinho started this. But they've just suddenly turned into a lighter uh, and in their shell sort of counter-attacking side defensive team. And it really, really doesn't suit them or suit the top players in their team. And I think that's why they've had such a sort of a, you know, a bit of a poor season, I'd say. You know, they're not excited anymore, the swashbuckling top sides we used to see. And they're definitely not playing, you know, for Kane and Son's, Son's goal return is well down on, on what he would normally get. You know, and fair play to Kane, he's a top quality striker. He's still got his fair share. But for me, they're not. I don't get why they're playing like they are this season. It's just, it's a strange one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kev, your thoughts on on Tottenham? Uh, is there any? Are there any other players? I mean, Richarlison hasn't really kicked off this season. Uh, Kulusevski had a great time when he first came in from January last year onwards, but hasn't really hit the heights this season. Seem a mess at the back. I mean, what's what else is there to, to like about Spurs? Is there any other players that we can we need to really watch out for? Well, you know what you're going to get, do you, Spurs? You don't know. I mean, it, Perisic could have one of his days where, you know, he's looking like the top quality player he's been for the last, you know, last 10 years or so. Kulusevski's had great moments of quality. And they've got Lucas Moura on the bench who, you know, scored a goal to put him into a Champions League final, you know, and he's obviously been top quality player, played for some big clubs. And that's not including your Canes and your Sons. I think Hoiberg is a good player in the middle. You know, they've got... They've got some good players, you know. That that, that new fullback Poro scored an absolute world of the other day. He's clearly got quality. Um, so they've got some good players in the team. They've just, I mean, Spurs up. You don't know what you're gonna get. They're almost they're almost like um, that, you know, that Forest Gump quote. I'm with a box of chocolates. Like you don't know what you're gonna get with Spurs. Six one at Newcastle, and then obviously they was back getting battered by Liverpool, and then came back into it. Um, lost to lost to Bournemouth. Was it home? Wasn't it? They lost to Bournemouth as well. Mm. I just think that, that you don't know what you're going to get, but I do know from Villa, we the fact we don't we know, don't know what we're going to get, but we do know they're a bit of it shaky. We've got to be on the front foot. We've got to be at them. We've got to try and get an early goal and get them feeling like crikey, it's happening again. 
because you know Villa are good at getting an early goal at Villa Park. If we can do that, we can get on them, put the pressure on, and keep it going. I think I think we've got a good chance to win. I think if we're, if we're a bit cagey, a bit you know, we give them they've got quality on the ball, haven't they? They can create something or nothing. Yeah, hundred percent. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, what have we got here? So. Uh, Belgian said they play three at the back, I believe. So we need Watkins and whoever starts in the Bailey Boindia position to drag them out of position. Uh, that's not a bad shout. Rachel saying Ryan Mason's tweaked them, so we we have to push Poro back and go at Royale. Yeah, I mean they got a win the other day, didn't they? A kind of workmanlike was it one nil victory? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's it's gonna be like you say, like like Kev says, George. You, you just don't know quite know what you're gonna get with with Tottenham these days. I mean, Kane. The chances are we will score, but it's a case of can we can we get two or three against them? And and recent results that they've suffered seems to say that we can get some goals if we can if we can get our attacking play working for working well. Yeah, I mean, they're a funny team. I mean, if the narrative this season is how awful are Tottenham, they're being so spursy, Tottenham are dreadful. But you look at the table, it's still won 17 games this season. You know, it's not not really to be scoffed at, is it? You know, they're just a bit flaky, aren't they? They're a bit inconsistent. Win, like, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. And it quite, kind of probably makes them look a bit worse than they are. I mean, if they're that dreadful, I mean, they're still ahead of us, you know. What are we? So I think you've got to give them a little bit of respect. George, George, Spurs have lost one. So Spurs have won only one less game than Newcastle. Look at the yeah. season Newcastle have had, you know. So it just goes to show, doesn't it? I mean, probably because Spurs have come from a greater height, therefore it's not they're not where they were. Um, you know, they're doing better than Brighton, who've had the best season of any team in the world, apparently. You know, uh, you know, according to you know what you read out there, Brighton have had a great season, but still, Spurs are ahead of them in the league, and they're pretty close to Aston Villa as well, who you know only last few weeks we've been you know under the radar as well. So it's about expectations sometimes, isn't it? And that's why that's why Villa fans are a bit a bit funny about about us because all of a sudden we're in the mix for Europe. So we've messed it up, we've bottled it. Well, you know that's that's football fans, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So let's get on to your uh, your uh, predicted eleven, Kevin. And George, you can have your say if you would make any changes. Get your predicted elevens in, guys, while we're going through this. And uh, like we said before, hit that like button. Um, hit that subscribe button as well. I think I've just checked we're at, we're at 20 likes and we've got nearly 40 watching. So uh, let's make sure it matches the numbers. So hit that like button, help us continue to grow. Um, we've, like I said before, we've smashed past 1400 subscribers. So we want to get to 1500 as quickly as we can. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please hit that subscribe button. And if you do want to join the channel and become an official Villa Park Pod follower, it's just $1.99 a month and you'll be entered into exclusive members only prize draws. Hit that, uh, hit that join button, hit the link at the top of the chat, sorry, or hit the join button and follow the instructions. And then you can become an official Villa Park Pod member. You get a personalized shout out as well. Don't have to, of course, you can still enjoy our content, but if you want to support us uh, even more, then please uh, hit that join button. Um, so predicted 11, Kev, uh, let's have a look what you've gone for. Uh, so talk us through, you've even gone for like the actual positions that they'll take on the pitch. I did. I put Moreno basically you, right up there. It's you against Gareth here. It is, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. so he's, he's um he's inspired me. So I figured that um I don't know. I think the quality of Carlos. I think that and because right back's been a little bit tired recent weeks. I know Cash is back training, but is he going to be fit enough to start? Maybe Cash starts if he's fit. But I just think you know what, Conza. It would be tough to drop Conza because of the way Emery plays. He often plays the the, the right back doesn't actually attack that much. 
So if you're going to keep a, a solid sort of back three effectively, Moreno's going to bomb on, then I think Conza would be arguably better than having a, a young Cash there as a, as a defender. He's quick, obviously he's strong. He's played right back, you know, briefly. Um, so I think that, that that's what I would do at the back. I'd bring Kamara back in if he's fit. Um, because I just think that double pivot's been probably that's been sorely missed, and you know, Den Donker does lack a little bit. And then a, ahead of that, it was was I going to bring Coutinho back in? Maybe it might be a bit soon. I think he might just give Buendia another chance. Um, but I think having McGinn um, in a bit more of a defensive role is good. Um, and I think Ramsey again. I think the, the thing about having Coutinho back for me, which is good, is it keeps the likes of Buendia and Ramsey under a bit of pressure because I think sometimes their forms may be a little bit hit and miss. So. But I think really for me, like the changes are Kamara coming in obviously to that midfield. Um, I guess effectively for um for Trail Ray and um and Conza in for, for Young. Sorry, Carlos in for Young Conza shifting across. Nice. Um George, any anything that you would change on Kev's team there, or would you would you go with that? Oh, yeah, I quite I quite like Kev's team there. That's um yes, yeah, it's, it's nice, mate. It's, I can see you can see where you're going with it. Um, it's whether Carlos is fit enough to do 90 minutes or to start a game at the moment. Um, you know, we was all quite surprised to see him last week come on when he did. But yeah, he, he did okay. I would imagine it will. He, I'd imagine he'll be on the bench myself. I'd expect um, Young or Cash to be right back. But um, I fully agree with you with uh, Kamara coming back in. I mean, at the game at, uh, at their place, Kamara and Louise were outstanding. You know, I think Kamara was the best player on the pitch that day, mm-hmm. and Tottenham really, really struggled with us especially in the second half. Um, I agree as well with McGinn sort of out wide in the attacking area. It's probably been better for him this year. Um, I think you leave Buendia in maybe for an hour and then you've got the fresh legs of Coutinho, as we were saying, we're missing the other week. So um, I think you can do that. Let Buendia really run his socks off and, um, you know, he can bring some fresh legs on. But um, yeah, yeah, other than that, mate, the one is Ramsey at the minute. I'm, I'm not I'm just not quite sure what we're doing with him at the moment. I'm not sure he knows what he's doing with himself. Is he a wide left player? Is he a 10? Does he play off the midfield? I mean, you know, we all know he's got a bit of talent and um, hopefully he'll shut me up this weekend, but he looks like a bit of a spare part at the moment. And um, I think we've got a little bit of an issue there just trying to work out what we want to do with him. I think he's better, um, better when he's driving centrally, I think. When he's driving centrally, you know, he's not much of a... As a wide player, he doesn't seem to sort of go past the player and get a crossing. So I think for me, he's a, he's a, he's a midfielder, an eight slash 10, as they're called these days. And he's... You know, get get him on the half term, going at people because he's done that so many times to affect the last couple of seasons. I just think he seems to have lost a little bit of zip about his game, and he's you know he's not, you know he's not sort of first to the tackle. He doesn't seem to be picking up their second balls that are bouncing around. I just want to see a bit more, a bit more impetus and energy from him if he's going to have that role. It's a key role for any team, and you know he's got that role right now for us. And yeah, he's been a little bit off the boil lately. So yeah, but you know you've got all season, lads. I think all season he's been off the boil. Yeah, he's had moments, hasn't he? But really, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and but the thing is, the options are it's it's a Bailey or a Traore or a Coutinho. If all of them have been not great, so yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think uh, Weston's asked there. I thought Cash was fit now, and and Matty Cash could could certainly be a candidate to come in at right at right back. Um, it's just whether he's trained enough to to be classed as fit, and also we're not you know we not discounting Ashley Young here. Um, I f- just feel that. I think the team was quite balanced when Conza went to right back. It is a quite a risk to, to change it now with like three games to go. But 
the same time you bring you bring Carlos, you put Carlos in the starting lineup, and then you bring him off after sixty minutes to bring. It's an easy switch, isn't it, to bring Conta yeah. into centre back, and then put Cash on or Asher Young on at right back, which is their position. And then yeah. you know Cash can maybe go forwards if it's nil nil or if it's one one, and we need the winner or something like that. It can it it, cha- it can change the dynamic of the game, or you just you or you just take Conza off and and change it like that if if Carlos is still doing well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think. Is, sorry, I was just well, going to say the thing I think I was going to say as well is the last game. Obviously, Cash didn't quite make it into the squad. That he wasn't, wasn't quite fit enough. So we had the other guys that were in there, Coutinho, Kamara, etc. Bailey both were in, but Cash wasn't. So I'm thinking he's trained a bit less. You know, those guys didn't start the last game. If Cash has only come back to training recently, maybe that'll do it for him. Um, I also think with Carlos, the point around if he's going to be fit enough, he's been back training for a long time. He just hasn't hasn't gone through. I guess the impact that, you know, you'd have to put on the Achilles. But I think from a fitness perspective, he's been running on it and, like, training on it. And from a cardiovascular perspective, it's probably fitter than maybe a lot of people would be coming back from an injury. I find he hasn't got the match fitness, and that's a big deal. But that's often when you might start a game and then get brought off after a bit if, if you are struggling. And I do think his range of passing, just to say this now, you know, when you're trying to find Watkins on a diagonal and he's got the range of passing that he's got, I think that, you know, or getting McGinn over the top or something... I think that's a real asset. And I know Mings has definitely got better at this in terms of passing, but I think Carlos is a level above, isn't he? So, you know, it'd be good to see it. Yeah, yeah. A few comments coming in. Um, Belgian saying, get Brendan Ramsey out of the team. It's training, watch them. They perform like one in every 10 games. I think you've touched on that, Kev. It's just difficult not to not to play them. And, you know, I think it's a little bit harsh. I think Brendan has been, Brendan has been okay. He's just... I think it's just a product productivity point of view with them. And I made this point the other day on the, on the tactics podcast. Um, I, I'd like to see us shoot more. I know it might not be a tactic that Emery likes. He likes to create good chances, good, good goal scoring chances. But sometimes, particularly against a team that is going to sit in, you need to draw them out. And sometimes shooting from a, from distance, you know, whether it's, it makes forces a keeper into a save, whether it, takes a deflection, whether a keeper makes a mistake, even just to get the crowd going a bit, like a, a shot a shot from a McGinn, a Louise, uh, a Buendia, a Ramsey. These are players who were meant to be getting five, six goals a season. Well, they're not going to get any goals if they don't shoot. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's so true. And you see, like, you look at that Newcastle game when we were peppering the goal for a period of time. The crowd gets up, you're feeling excited about it. Um, I think it's just the way he plays. I think he just wants it to be meticulous and you know, do it, do it a certain way. I don't. I think it must be a directive because we very rarely shoot from outside the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? I just like like us to do it a bit more. I know. I, I just. I think it just. Like I said, I don't not don't be wasteful and like not be shooting with, you know, five minutes to go and you and you it's one one or you're one nil down. I get that, but like when you're on when you've got some momentum and you're trying to push and push and push, I just think it helps. You know, I think I think a shot from distance against Wolves would have would have, particularly in that second half, would have probably meant that we could get a bit of momentum going. But look, who were we to argue? Um, Western saying for me, Cash and Kamara come straight back in with Carlos uh, coming on with 25 to go. Rachel, yeah, fully fit squad, but different players can only do a certain amount of minutes. Agreed. Michael saying Ramsey's still developing. Yeah, Young is getting targeted and he's tired. It's time for someone else to play right back to keep Young fit for Brighton. So he can say farewell before he retires. Look, sentiment is not, not in this game. I know. Uh, man with a golden gun. Strong, strangely enough, I'd put Cash on the right wing in front of Conza and Carlos next to Mings as he offers a passing range. 
Um, something I noticed on Saturday was Louise's body language. I noticed his body language was really poor and he was just frustrated. I think it was just a type of game, to be honest. And sometimes I quite like that from players if they're not happy. We've seen it from Buendia as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I think one thing that I really like is the fact, George, that he's going to have options on the bench for once rather than two goalkeepers and two two youth team players. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we've waited weeks weeks to, uh, for this now, haven't we, to have, have a bit of flexibility and be able to change things. It's all come a bit bit predictable and we know what, what's going to happen and the opposition obviously know what, what's going to happen and, you know, the, the Chambers sub or the um, Traore sub, you know, and that's, that's about all we've had to offer. So, you know, if this game's not going our way or, you know, we're looking for a goal or even if at the other end we're looking to um, protect our goal, there's, there's certainly a lot more depth there. And it will hopefully give Tottenham a bit more to think about. Yeah, yeah. top, top, uh, top analysis there, George. So, I'm going to share my screen and go through some of the stats. As I'm doing that, hit that like button, guys. As I keep saying, and uh, and uh, subscribe if you are new to the channel. So, head to head, 55 games played in the Premier League, um, 24 total wins for Tottenham, 16 total wins for Villa. Um, we've won nine at home and they've won 10 away. So fairly even, um, 15 draws. Uh, last five fixtures against Tottenham have been, uh, we obviously beat them earlier this season, 2-0, great away performance. Kev, you mentioned the 4-0 beating that we got at home last season, but the 4-0 certainly wasn't the reflection on the game, but obviously the scoreline suggests it was. Uh, we lost 2-1 earlier that season as well. Uh, sorry, yeah, we lost 2-1 earlier that season as well at, at the um, Tottenham Stadium. Beat them 2-1 uh, at the end of the previous season under Dean Smith uh, and lost to them 2-0 um, in lockdown as well. I think that was a dodgy penalty that Harry Kane got. Um, but yeah, I mean, two, two uh, victories and three defeats. Seems to be quite a few goals in the game, uh, in the games. Can we read anything into this at all, Kev? I, I don't read anything to anything at the moment. Only thing I care about stats is whether Unai can break another hoodoo because I just think we're a totally different outfit now. So nothing really matters. I mean, I genuinely, look, you know, from the very first game when, when he broke the biggest hoodoo that we've had at any team in the Premier League by beating Man United in that first game. And he's done it consistently, you know? I mean, so I, I don't really look into that at all. I know sometimes, you know, you can, you can, you can point to it, but... I think it mattered when we were when we were absolutely stinking as a team, and you know, oh my god, we're going to get another hammering by a big team again. But we're competing with them now. We're competing with them, even when we lose to them. I get like Man United recently. We we compete with them, and we, we didn't get overawed. Even when we lost to Man City, you know, we uh, we won the second half one nil. I know small small wins are lost side, but we didn't get absolutely annihilated by them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at it and think, you know, from from my perspective, it's. It's it's disappointing, obviously, last season that we lost lost by that amount. But I don't think that we'll be going into the game. I don't think they'll be recognised. Look at the Newcastle game. We lost four 0 under Aaron Danks's brief tenure, and then we we absolutely like it never happened. So I think yeah. this team is better than that now. Yeah, and then recent form, couple of defeats blotting our copybook, uh, and then two two wins and one draw. So seven points in the last five games. Tottenham four points from the last five games, but looking at the the goals conceded, Mark uh, lost three two against Bournemouth, six one against Newcastle, drew two two against Man United, lost four three against Liverpool, and then obviously a one nil 
win against Crystal Palace, which is their only clean sheet. But I mean, those four games, they've conceded six, 12, 15 goals in the four games of, of <laughs> before they got a clean sheet against Palace. I mean, I mean, if we, Ollie Watkins, you know, if you talk about a, a team to get to, um, to get over his mini goal drought, it's uh, it's Tottenham, George. Yeah, definitely. I mean, looking at that, their form doesn't look great, does it? And as I said earlier, they have been very inconsistent this year. I mean, just going on to what you were saying about before um, with them stats there, I didn't know if you knew this, but Tottenham have won seven straight games at Villa Park. Right. And we were without a win against Tottenham at home since 2008. Oh, um, I was actually there for that one. I remember Melbourne and a Martin Larson winner in a 2-1 win. But that seems like a long, long time ago. And uh, this is one of one of them hoodoos that Emery needs to get get over. And uh, yeah, one of them we need to reduce to the um, to the delete book, you know, and uh, start again. George, George, can you slide into Uno's DMs, please, with that I'll information? Get into him, mate. Yeah, slide into his DMs with that information and say another one for you, son. Samuel <laughs> Emery, can you break this hood? We haven't beaten for absolutely ages. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then just the season so far. So Tottenham, obviously, yeah, in sixth position above us at the moment. Won 17. We've won 16. We've both drawn the same amount of games. They've obviously lost one less than us in 12. We've lost 13. They score just under two goals per game. We're about 1.3. We're 1.31 goals per game. We only concede 1.2 goals. They're like almost again, almost two goals per game. Uh, 12 clean sheets for us. They do create quite a, a few more chances than us per game, but. Yeah, I mean, positions in the league suggest that we are even sides, uh, we're evenly matched, and and it and the, the the statistics bear that in mind. So it's going to be a good game, boys. It's going to be a good game. And if if it goes how how it could go, because obviously football has a number of permutations each week. Let's talk about this European dream being over. I mean, I was saying two weeks ago. While it's still possible, we've got a dream for Champions League until a result comes in which says it otherwise. It's not going to happen. And he didn't. We, we, we lost to Man United, and then we lost to Wolves. So clearly, that dream's, dream's gone. <laughs> George, you're not a West Ham fan, are you? No, I know. You're welcome, Eddie. I, I, I I'll bring you back later. I think the talk of our of our demise in the in the European charge is um I think it's premature because let 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 me just briefly talk about this, lads, and tell me your thoughts, right? So. Um, do we think there's a chance that Brighton could lose away at Arsenal at the weekend? I think there's probably a pretty good chance of that. Yeah. They've just been battered by Everton and Arsenal are chasing the league title down. Um, and do we think there's a chance that Villa could beat Spurs? Because if that happens and we win by two goals, we're level on, on goals with, with Spurs. We're, we're basically behind just on, just on goals scored. If we score three, I mean, unlikely to beat by three goals, but if it happened, we'd be, we'd be actually jumping up two positions in the league. So from a perspective of like it's over, if Brighton lose... And Spurs lose to us. We go on 57 points with, with Spurs. We'd be on we'd be in sixth spot joint or seventh, but joint on that. And then after that, tell me now your thoughts on this. Do we think Brighton have got a chance of getting a win away at Newcastle? Getting a win at home against Man City? Getting a win away at Villa? I mean, you'd fancy all the teams playing against them there to get wins. They've got Southampton. I can see Brighton, realistically, the only win they're going to get is home to Southampton. So if that happens, all these games in hand, the maximum they'll get is to 58. Maybe they get another draw and get themselves to 59. But Villa, if we win a couple of games, which is possible, we're on 60 points. Yeah, so, no, I, 
I agree. I agree. It's just, you just nobody expected them to get beat five one off Everton. No one expects them to get beat by Everton. So, it's, yeah, it's a crazy league. Yeah, they could easily beat. Yeah. They could easily beat any of those teams. You know, whatever. But you, you get my point. And then Spurs. Oh, hundred percent, mate. Spurs have got us. Then I've got Brentford at home and and Leeds away. But it would be so Spursy for them to lose either of those games. And Leeds under Big Sam. Yeah, I'm up for that last game. They might need. They they're gonna need to win to stay up that last game. I doubt it will all be over. You know, without the form of the teams down there. So, you know, do you fancy going to Ellen Road last day of the season when you need it for for them when they've been in the Champions League final a couple of years back to get to get seventh spot in the league? Will they be that up for it? I don't know. Yeah. So I think it's still on. But also, final point on this for me is um, I actually don't mind if we finish eighth. I don't mind because as much as I really think Europe would be fantastic, and I'm desperate for us to finish in Europe. I would love us to get in Europe. What a, what a thing for us it would be. But I don't think there's any players we're linked to that are going to go, if you're in the Conference League, I'll come. If you're not in the Conference League, I won't come. I think the profile of the club, the the, the, the signings we're making, both you know, in terms of the, 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 the team that will happen, I'm sure, but also in terms of the hierarchy, I don't think it's going to massively change. If it was we're going to finish fourth and then we drop out and end up finishing fifth, I get it. But I also think if we've got a, a squad that's added to next season and we haven't got those Thursday night games, to, that, that look at what's happened to West Ham, look at what's happened to Wolves in recent seasons. I think it's a positive. If we get Europe, then, of course, you know, we will strengthen the squad and we'll tackle that tackle that in the best way we can as, as Lions. But either outcome for me, I'm, I'm all right with. Yeah, fair. Fair comment, mate. Absolutely fair comment. And... Yeah, I think I think it'd be great for the supporters. Great to kind of as a as a notch to say that we got Europe, but ultimately it's not going to make or break you know the signings that we make. I think you're right. A few comments coming in. Duncan says Tottenham wins were mostly in the Randy Lerner decade. Always did rather well over them before. Um, Belgian says Spurs is the only team that Olsen has kept a clean sheet against. Let's just keep Olsen away from this side for the time being. Uh, Mark Faz says, Harry Kane, dodgy penalty. I can't believe that. Yeah, exactly. Michael's got a question. Do we think we need to be more dirty um, regarding the, the, you know, regards that Kane penalty? Do you think, I know we talked about this, George, I don't know if it was before or after the Wolves game, but felt that we kind of need to be a little bit more physical? Well, yeah, we've been having this chat for, what, two seasons now? Yeah. It has got better this year, I think, you know, um, Especially, again, I'll go back to that game at Tottenham. We really did put it about that day and we really give as good as we got. And eventually we wore Tottenham down. And there has been games this year where, you know, we've done a bit of a shithousery, as we like to say. Um, I don't, we're not a dirty team by any any stretch. And I think you could always do with a couple more of them players. But at a minute, you know, just we've, we've got what we've got, haven't we? And we're, our style is our style. So, you know, if, I don't know, a player like Kane, if he's on it, he's going to do it, isn't he? He's going to probably score. So I'm not sure about uh, how, how much kicking him, kicking him all games, going to going to change anything. No, he just he knows how to get fouls. He knows how to yeah. to wind players up, doesn't he? And we've just got to we've just got to be careful. We've just got to be careful with him. Um, <clears throat> right, uh, we'll get your score lines uh, in a bit, boys, and I'll get uh, ask for people's uh, in the chat what they think the score lines are going to be. I uh, just wanted to focus a little bit on um, one or two players that have been been linked. Uh, latest, oh, honestly, it's like, I don't know how to keep up, but latest is Manuel Ugarte. Is he from Sporting Lisbon? Um, looking like, is Uruguay, Uruguay international? 
Um, 54 games he's played for Sporting. Um, a lot of player, people are saying he's a really, really, really talented player. Um, saying that we're in talks with him already, but also Liverpool are interested and in one or two others. I mean, do, do you boys know anything much about him? Have you looked into him at all? I know he's um, very, very highly rated. Very highly rated indeed. I mean, that's the one when I'm seeing on the Twitter sphere, people seem to be getting very excited about him as, as a link. So, hey, I'm, I'm all ears. I'm all ears. It looks like a defensive midfielder as well. And it does look like we're, we're in for the defensive midfielder type at the moment. Um, Jefferson Lerma's been linked from Bournemouth, who I think he's up, his contract's up at the end of the season. So I think I think it's a, a player, I think it's a position that we are looking again to strengthen, whether that be to replace someone or whether that be just to, you know, have that have that more physicality. I know uh Dunk has been doing that job and we'll see we'll see what happens there. Uh, a few comments coming about him. Rage is saying, good player. Um, I thought Newcastle were in for him. Wait, we always get linked with every player that, that's around. Yeah. It's either Newcastle, Villa, West Ham, and maybe Liverpool now. It's always the same. Uh, uh, Faz says, Ugarte is a cracking player. 50 million plus could be the fee, though. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. And we've, you know, I think we'll make money off players that we sell. Um, so it could be it could be an option that we that we we, we can get a 40 50 60 million pound player in who who knows um one other uh, i think uh duncan had mentioned jeremy pino as well um i've not seen any other links to him but anyone anyone heard anyone know much about him i think he's a player plays for villarreal again uh so <laughs> Look, we spoke about him those. when, yeah. when came, I remember talking about him and yeah, I mean, yeah, I 31 him. matches he's played this season, three goals, five assists. I think an excellent young player. Um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see whether he whether he gets him gets him in. But I I do think that there's gonna be a few players. I mean, he's played 86 times for Villarreal, 12 goals. Lee Kang in, Jeremy Pino, are these the similar types of players, quite small, quite quick. Um players that will you know kind of excite maybe looking for that maybe looking for that kind of key to unlock the door maybe he's not quite sold on a Buendia at the minute well if you look at what we do from an attacking perspective Watkins have went on an unbelievable run but other than that we're not really that impressive going forward I mean Buendia I like Buendia as a player I think he's got a lot of ability but but the the facts from a, from a goals and assists perspective is it's just not good enough for what we're trying to do. So that's either got to rapidly improve. Um, and we can argue, would he get more assists if the finishing was better? Maybe, but decision making, is he getting knocked off the ball too much? I think I think he's he's a good player, but I think there are question marks over him. They just have to be based on it, based on the output. If you look, put emotion to one side, the cold hard facts. To have a player like a, a Kangin Lee, I mean, I don't know too much about the others, others but I've seen quite a bit of him. Who are direct, who are who are confident, who are, who are quick, who are skillful. Imagine we had Watkins and then a couple of players alongside him at the top who were able to unlock defenses properly. You know, we get the inconsistency of a Bailey or a Trail Ray. Right? Yes, sure, they might bang one in the top corner, but really you can't hugely rely on them. So to get someone like that coming in, I think it's just an exciting link for us because everything else for us, our midfield's been great this season. Generally, when Kamara improved from before, right? Yeah, Kamara and Louise have looked as good at times as any other midfield pairing, really, other than maybe like, you know, they're looking at the real top, top teams. 
And our defence has been really good under Emery, really good. You know, you, you, again, you could argue the, argue the question that you, if you swapped out Mings and Konza, as they've been, you wouldn't have many centre-half pairings you put in there. Maybe a Diaz and a Stones, maybe the Brighton pairing. But it, my point is, is that those positions, to me, have been quite solid. It's the full-backs and it's the, it's the forward attacking options for me, really. And maybe an 8-10 slash, you know, a Coutinho when did. Can we get a better option in those positions? Agreed. Agreed. Um, Heralio Gomez says, uh, we need to start shopping at Waitrose and not Aldi. Um, yeah. And I think it was Agati. That's his re- reported release clause, the 50 million pound plus. Yeah. You know, the, the, the fact, the, the facts are the facts, you know, and we've, we've got to, you've got to have competition for places and we, you know, we Villa fans, we tend to have this kind of love for players that run around a lot and don't do a lot. I don't know what it is. I, I really don't know what it is, but we tend to love players that run around a lot, put a tackle in and throw their hands up in the air, but don't actually do a lot of productivity. Mm. I just, yeah, it just, it's just something that's... I know I know football fans, support us, want to see players with heart and want to try hard on the pitch and all that and kind of be them on the on the pitch. But you've got to back it up with, with goals, <laughs> you know. Like, I always thought, like, Dean Saunders and Dalian Atkinson. Now, look, I know Dino got quite a few goals, but it was like Dalian Atkinson was, like, unreal. And But everyone loved Dean Saunders because he ran around. Like, like it, just, it just didn't make sense to me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hopefully a player can do both. Um, so that, that's why, we, like Heredio says there, we need, we've got to be shopping at Waitrose. We've got to be looking at quality over quantity. And... I think all these players that we're getting linked with is is great, but I still think he'll make four, maximum five new signings, and hopefully <coughs> they'll be big signings. Rachel's there saying I've heard the Power Torres rumors again. Kamara, yep. Diego, Carlos, and Power Torres. If it happens, we would have lots of players who are very good with their passing range, and that that's what you want. You want you want top you want top quality. Well, man, now, every player's a risk. Don't get me wrong, but you just want to mitigate that risk. You look at the top scorers in the league as well, and, and you know we know it's not the days really of that many out-and-out strikers. You know, Harlan, Tony, you know, probably sort of rarities of that. But you've got um, Salah. Obviously, he's been effectively been a striker for Liverpool. He's got 19. Um, Rashford has played kind of wide slash up front. He's got 16. But then players like Odegaard, obviously, done fantastic in a title chasing team. 15 goals. Martinelli's got 15. Saka's got 13. Rodrigo at Leeds has got 12. Harvey Barnes has got 12. Almiron's got 11. Madison's got 10. We've been linked uh, with Barnes heavily as well. Yeah, yeah. McAllister's got 10. I mean, you look at these players. Firmino has hardly played, but Liverpool's got nine. If we had any of our players in our team, midfield-wise, that were getting 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 goals, that would massively change our team. Because after after Watkins, it's Ings on seven goals is our next top scorer. And then it's five for Bailey and five for Wendier, I think. So... You think of those games that are kind of, you know, here and there and, you know, an extra couple of goals. We could get a, a, a forward or an attacking midfielder or a wide forward that was getting 10, 12 goals, supplement the striker getting pushing 20. It really propels us forward. We're in the league. When you went through the stats earlier, we looked at the teams. We've scored a lot less goals than some of those teams around us, but our defence has been good. You can add in that. It, it's glaring for all Villa fans. We've been talking about it for ages. You know, we... We respect the job at times that, you know, a trail race done. I mean, it was, God, I was cheering his name to the rafters in that away end at the King Power Stadium with you, mate. You know, absolutely loving him then. And, and when Bailey bangs one in against Man United at the start of the game, I'm absolutely loving it as well. And incidentally, it's my favourite Villa song, the, um, the the Waka Waka one for Bailey. So, <laughs> but 
we just can't rely on them. We know it. We know where we're at. Uh, we know there's inconsistency with Ramsey. We know McGinn's had his moments of inconsistency. Despite all of that, we're on the verge of a European qualification. So where the squads come from, phenomenal. You know, I, I heard, um, I was listening to someone else earlier and I talked about positives and negatives of the season. And um, I was thinking about this myself. And, and my my positive of the season um, is the start on the Gerrard. Because without that, you wouldn't get Emery. And I think I've just got to look at it and think, you know what, like without that horrendous start and, you know, us not being where we are, people were saying, oh, so negative, you know, if only Gerard had started off better, Gerard had started off better, he'd probably still be manager. Yeah, yeah, true. I'll tell you what, lads, I, want, I just wonder what would have happened if Gerard had never come and Smith got sacked and we then we got Emery. Wonder where we could have been now. Mm, I know. But maybe we, maybe we, maybe we have to have, have that relationship to have the next relationship. Maybe we maybe we've learned and developed as a club. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we wouldn't have attracted a attracted an Emery because he turned Newcastle down, didn't he? So I don't know. I don't know. Um, another couple of players, Vlaevic and Ferran Torres. I think we covered them the other day, but not not when you, I don't think you were on Kev. But I think that's like a hundred million. Uh, <laughs> A hundred million for both, but I think that's, I think that's not Waitrose. I think that might be Harrods that we'd be shopping in there for them. Do we, to... do we get those sort of players with no, no Champions not League? Yet. Football? I don't no, think so, boys. The Champions League boys, the Champions yeah. League players. Yeah, yeah. They are. yeah. yeah they are. I mean, Vlavic is, is a good player. Really, is a good yeah. player. So yeah, I think I think that that would be nice. Um, and I mean, Torres. He might be got the links up to the Spanish links. That, that could be a big one. Um, I think if you bring in a Torres there, you've got Carlos. Then what, what's that saying for a Mings and a Conza? That's the thing. Isn't oh it? yeah, this that one's Ferran Torres though. That one, ah. Ferran Torres plays further forward. But yeah, Power Torres we'd be linked with as well. So we'll just make it. Why don't we get um? What's his name? What's the other Torres who used to play for Liverpool? Fernando. Fernando. Why don't we get him in as well? Just be like uh, <laughs> full Torres. Um, yeah, yeah. And we've got a couple of Spurs fans in the, in, the, in the chat as well. So Bobby's in the house. Big up panel, everyone in the chat. Come on, you Spurs. You always like our videos, mate. So thank you so much uh, for Cheers, tuning Bobby. and watching. Uh, Adam's in the house. Come on, you Spurs as well. But has uh, been, what's he saying? We'll swap you Richarlison for Watkins. <laughs> no, it's all right, mate. Don't worry about it. You can, you can keep Richarlison. You never know. He might turn you around next season. Uh, you have know. you seen the banter of um, Mikel Antonio and Callum Wilson's podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's taking his not... top off three times when he scores and they've been every time. Yeah. It is funny. Yeah. I did I did think he'd made an absolute hero himself when he got that equaliser at Anfield. Like I was actually quite pleased for him. Me too. He... I loved it for him because he does wear his heart on his sleeve, doesn't he? Does. He? he does, he does, he does, yeah. And, and you know also... he's gonna do it again next time as well. It's <laughs> yeah. not gonna stop him, is it? Yeah. Don't care, does it? Even if he's like clearly offside, he's just I'm I'm, I'm just enjoying the moment and fair play to him. <laughs> He probably he takes two game two game suspensions every season for taking his top off. He just doesn't care. Um, Big T is joining us. As long as we stay as a team, we will only go from strength to strength like a pack of lions. I think there will be two plus goals on Saturday, but we should beat Spurs. They're a forty-five minute team, so we have to be a ninety-minute team, mate. That is a proper um, that's a proper ra- ra- rabble rousing that. So uh, if you put that on in in the dressing room, that that's spot on, mate. Spot on. Uh, Dan Juma so much better than Richarlison. We, we were linked with him as well. Like it's it's, just, it's really strange that he's hardly played this season. Dan say, Juma played for them at all. He's scored a couple of goals, I think, one in the FA Cup, one in the league, but hardly played. Uh, he could be a little bit of a danger man actually against us. He's he's Ooh. quite quick. Could be could be a danger man. Who knows um, him? Hey, 
Who knows? 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 Who yeah, no, they've missed Tottenham. They've really missed that um, Benton Court. Yeah, really I was going to say before. He looks yeah. a really good player. Yeah, 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 yeah no, really absolutely. good. Gives them that little bit of difference in midfield, doesn't he? So, bit of control, I mean, they're class. going to be physical. They're going to be strong. It's going to be a tough game, really tough. So, get your scores in the chat. Um, uh, who did, Michael's saying be positive two on Villa. So we've got Michael's Michael's prediction. Um, but yeah, get your get your score predictions in the chat. Um, hit that like button, guys. We've got 50, over 50 watching. So, brilliant numbers tonight. Uh, I think we had 27 likes, though. So, we've got double the people watching than the likes. So, it doesn't quite compute. So, hit that like button. Um, and if you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button. We've we've achieved 1,400 subscribers. We're moving on our way to 1,500. And if you do want to join the channel and become a, a fully-fledged member, a fully-fledged Villa part, part follower, for just not one ninety nine a month, less than a third of the cost of a pint, especially in London when you Tottenham boys, um, then please do click the link at the top of the chat or hit the join button and follow the instructions there. Um, so, Kev, uh, what are you saying, mate? Score and scorers. Uh, it'd be fourteen nil Villa. Bailey's going to score all of them. <laughs> this is this, we do this every week, every week. <laughs> I'm just, I'll, 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 I'll be in a nurse, you know, I'm saying this. Like, um, no, I think it'll be 2-1 uh, to Aston Villa. I think I'll go with the, the, uh, the previous one from Michael. 2-1 Villa, I think we'll, we'll, we'll um, you know, we, we, we're aware of their threat. And, you know, Kane, Son has clearly got a goal, goals in the team. But I think we'll get a couple. And I think the scorers will be, I think Watkins will get his, uh, his 15th goal of the season, which will also take him uh, the last player since Benteke. And I think also that um, I think Jacob Ramsey will score. Yeah, he'll, he'll silence the doubters. Nice, nice. Well, Duncan's going three-one Villa. On, uh, Adam saying it, their midfield is shite, so hopefully we can exploit that. Arsirk uh, is saying two-one Villa. Thanks for joining us, mate. I think you might be a new a new viewer. That's great. Uh, Bobby is saying two-one Villa in his head, but three-one Spurs in the heart. So look, even Spurs fans. You know, sitting on the fence there. Gaza's joining us. 2-0 Villa. Thank you very much, Gaza. And Rachel saying 2-1 Villa. So, very positive with Villa. I always think, like, with these um, predictions, like, I, I don't think I've ever gone for a defeat other than, say, a Man City. So, well, if that's well, the case, if, we, if our predictions were right, we would get 114 points across the season, wouldn't we? Yeah, I I, I was thinking this once. But I play, playing faith with my lad. You know, you know the is it the Adidas All Stars team on there? It's like all the just the, the, the every, it's like Neymar and Messi. It's got everyone, you know, everyone playing on the team. And Mbappe, everyone's together. And I think if we're playing against them, we like a, a raft of injuries. I'd be like, I reckon we can get a two-one win against them. <laughs> you know, you know, I reckon, I reckon Duran will pop up with a goal and Chambers will maybe head one in. <laughs> I believe you got to be optimistic. Now, Manu is very much more realistic. That's oh, why. We, that's why we love him on the pod. He always brings us back down to earth. Um, but yeah, George, what what do you think the score is going to be on Saturday? Come on, come on, come on, fun police, come on, fun police. <laughs> well, I think the Villa Park crowd is going to be absolutely vital here. We don't want edgy, nervous Villa Park because that really does no one no favours apart from the opposition. And I wish I wish we could learn that if we could get an atmosphere like we got at the start of the Newcastle game, which was odd for a half twelve kickoff. But look at the performance that followed, and I, and I think the the crowd fed off the players. It wasn't the other way around. 
Uh, sorry, the other, you know, you know what I'm saying. There. Yeah, I know what you're saying. The players fed off the crowd. Yeah, and I just, I, yeah, I just think we get behind the team straight away, try and get that early goal, and um, I think the game's there to be won. I'll say it because you boys haven't yet. Spurs are there for the taking. I think that's another pound in the. That's another pound in the there for the taking, Joe. Yeah, no, I think we can win this one. You know, as you said earlier, how much does Spurs really want this Conference League? You know, it's different for them. As you said, they've they've gone from Champions League finals to Champions League to Europa League. You know, this is probably a, a, a tournament. You know, they went in it the other year, didn't they? And, and got kicked out of it. So it showed you how serious they were taking it. So, um, you know, yeah, I, th- I think we can win the game. So I'm going to go 2-0 Villa win. Early goal from Watkins, like you said, to get his run back up and running. And I fancy John McGinn to get one in the second half. And hopefully we can keep that record of the um, clean sheets going at Villa Park. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Graham says 3-1 Villa. Uh, Heredio says 3-0 Villa. Great win that would be. Big T saying, Rich, big up yourself. Thank you, mate. You've always read out my comments, even though they're not super chat. Same as UTV. Uh, they're a great channel as well. It's most appreciated. I was in the whole 10 watching the likes of Yorkie, Saunders, Atkinson. Oh, geez. Yeah, 100%, mate. Look, we love the comments. These are what make the show. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have the show if it was just us three. Well, we have had that in the past, but now we have people watching and contributing. Like it's brilliant. That's what it's, that's what it's all about. And if people do want to contribute, then look, we massively appreciate it. But it doesn't mean we're not going to read out comments from people because, as I say, you guys make the show so much, it, much appreciated. If it was just us three, it'd be me saying silly things like, "I think we can win the Champions League this season." We're going to get, we're going to get a late entry in the semi-final stage. Uh, and George been going, Kev, relax yourself, mate. And you're just moderating it. So I'm glad we've got others involved just to keep it interesting. Exactly, exactly. Um, right, I'm going to say, I'm going to side with you, Kev. I think it's going to be a pretty tense 2-1 win. I really do. Uh, I think Watkins will get a goal. I was going to say Ramsey, but I will go for, I'll go for Mings, you know, to maybe put it put it right. He's missed from, from Saturday. I mean, I can't, I still can't believe he missed that. Yeah. I really can't. But yeah, Watkins and Mings. Um, but look, it's a massive game. I think Emery is saying all the right things. He said he was straight onto it after Saturday. I think he was kept on the positive about a good performance. Um, and, you know, I think he's been talking about that all week, I would imagine. He's got a fully fit squad. The players are back. Players should be firing out three massive, massive games, three cup finals, as we like to say in terms of cliches. Let's let's make sure we get the win. Um, lads, thank you so much for joining. I'm sure you are ready for the positivity for Saturday. Um, thank you, everyone, in the comments. It's been a great, great show. You, As I said before, you guys make it. If you haven't hit that like button, hit the like button on your way out. Um, thank you for tuning in. We're going to be back with a match reaction show. I might even have an idea for a show tomorrow if, if, if people fancy it. Um, we'll, talk, we'll talk backstage, boys. But, yeah. Please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. Make sure we get the win on Saturday. And remember, we all follow the villa. Thanks, everyone.